Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to Inner Peace to Go. It's Sandy Cohen here, and I am so glad that you're here. Thanks for tuning in. So this week, let's talk more about thoughts. Last week, we talked about don't believe everything you think, and that remains true. But this week, let's talk about some thought traps. Now, our thoughts are a key way that we process the world, and they make a huge difference in how stressed we feel or how peaceful we feel. The way we think about the events of our lives determines whether we get like super stressed out or not at all or somewhere in between. And as Harvard psychologist Ellen Langer says, events don't come prepackaged as positive or negative. We do the packaging. And the way we do that packaging is with our thoughts, right? Like we, an event happens, an event is neutral, and then we either think that it's terrible or that it's wonderful or what uh, any range of choices that we could be thinking about the events of our lives. So how we think is really important. And that's why it's so good to remember that we don't have to believe everything we think. Just because we think something doesn't make it true, right? And it's definitely not true that all of our thoughts are helpful. I mean, when I was in my previous job, I used to have the thought all the time. So I was like overworked and unhappy. And I used to think all the time, I'll never be able to leave this job. This is such a good job. I'll never be able to leave. I used to think if I leave this job, I'll never work in journalism again. Like I had this thought going around on a loop. I'll never be able to leave and I'll never be able to get a job as good as this. And those thoughts did not make me feel like full of possibilities and hopeful. Those thoughts made me feel really stuck and really miserable. And not only were they not helpful, I mean, they weren't even true. Like I was able to leave that job and I got way happier when I did. And I was able to continue working in journalism. But it's hard because even unhelpful thoughts can seem really true. Like when I was thinking I'll never be able to leave this job, like that felt real to me. That felt true to me. I really thought I wouldn't be able to leave and that I was stuck. So how can we know when our thoughts are untrue given how real they feel? Well, I am glad you asked because there actually is a way to identify unhelpful thoughts. They fall into these patterns. And these are thought patterns that we all use, even though they are not helpful. Psychologists call it cognitive distortions. And these are kind of thought traps. And cognitive distortions are basically errant thinking. They are mental biases that we put like a, like a filter, a view that we put on our thoughts that make us anxious and miserable. The brain is trying to be efficient. It's trying to put these filters on to like quickly get through information since there's so much information our brains have to process all the time. But this is one of those things where it's like, have you ever taken a shortcut that turned into a long cut because of road closures and whatever? That's kind of what happens with these cognitive distortions. It's meant to, to increase efficiency through thought filters, but it actually takes us in a stressful direction rather than a peaceful one. Knowing what these distortions are, because they fall into a total pattern, I'm going to go into them. Knowing what they are 
can make them easier to spot in our own thinking patterns, which hopefully makes it easier to disconnect from them and disbelieve them. When we know what cognitive distortions, these errant mental filters, when we know what they look like and sound like, then we can see them for what they are. Unhelpful distortions that are not reflections of reality. So here are the most common cognitive distortions. They fall into, um, I think there's about eight of them, 10 of them. The first is black or white thinking, all or nothing thinking. That's like, I never have anything interesting to say. He always comes late. It allows no room for gray, no room for nuance. And this can just, this just is not able to be true 100% of the time, right? The exception to the rule may prove the rule, but always and never are clues that this could be a cognitive distortion. This might not be a fair appraisal of the situation. Another one is jumping to conclusions or mind reading. I know he's going to tell me that I'm fired. I know that she's going to say this is no good. The doctor is going to tell me I have cancer. This kind of knowing. (laughs) Another one is fortune telling, which is very similar. That's like, I know I got a poor grade. I know that this didn't work out. I Like knowing something that you cannot know and feeling super convinced of it, either reading someone else's mind or predicting the future, those should be clues of cognitive distortions. As I said last week, if you know the future, go buy the winning lottery numbers and like, let's all, <laughs> let's roll around in the money. And if, and there's just honestly no way to know what other people are thinking unless they tell you. So if you become convinced that you either know the future or know what someone else is thinking, that's a big clue that it's probably a cognitive distortion. Another common distortion is personalization, where you take the blame for something that happened to the collective. Like, we lost the account because of me, even though maybe the whole department was responsible. Personalizing something that is the work of a group is generally a thought distortion shooting on yourself. Oh my God, who hasn't done this, right? I should be in better shape. I should be a better mom. I should, you know, exercise more often. I should be cooking at home more often. When we're using that should language, that is a self-critical perspective. It puts a lot of pressure on us and it is potentially a thought distortion. And these cognitive distortions doesn't mean that the basis of them is errant. It's just a way of looking at your reality that is more stress-producing than hope-producing. And we have a choice in the way that we think about things. We have a choice in how we want to frame our reality, how we process the events of our lives. And being aware of these kinds of cognitive distortions gives us that opportunity to approach things in a more helpful and supportive way. Another classic cognitive distortion is comparison, where you pair, compare just one part of your reality to, to someone else's experience when you don't know what their experience actually is. Like, for instance, uh, a colleague of mine says, you know, writing is easier for everyone else than it is for me. And there's just no way to know that. And we talked about that. I said, It might be just as hard for them, but you only see the final product. I mean, you know for yourself how hard it is to do good writing and create something really good. And when you read someone else's work, all you see is how good it is and you don't know what went into it. So when we do this kind of comparing, our 
our entire experience to someone else's final product, that's a bit of a thought distortion, a bit of a cognitive distortion. We don't know. We don't know what someone else's journey is like, and we don't really benefit by putting ourselves in that kind of negative light. You know, everyone's happier than I am kind of thing. Oh, this is a classic one, catastrophizing, where we can only see the worst outcome and we don't allow for any other kind of outcome in our mind, right? Like this mole is definitely cancer and we don't know that. Or I'm for sure going to get fired and we don't know that. Uh, My car is going to break down and I won't be able to afford to fix it. This kind of assuming the worst, predicting the worst, this is a cognitive distortion. Again, we do not know the future. There's no way to know exactly how things are going to turn out. And so when we can only see catastrophe and horror in the future, that's a clue that we are not looking with a full open mind. We've narrowed the aperture to look at only the negative and we're not allowing for any other possibility. And that's what cognitive distortions really limit. They limit our seeing the whole situation for what it is and they apply a negative filter onto what is a neutral reality. Another thought distortion or cognitive distortion is sticking too close to labels, like labeling yourself, I'm just not smart or I'm just not a hard worker and letting that be the whole story because we know that's not the whole story. Again, nuance, right? There's a lot of nuance in life. Things aren't ever just one way. So allowing for more nuance means undoing the limitations of a cognitive distortion. And then finally, disqualifying the positive, like not acknowledging the positive. So say you got praise, you did well on an assignment and people are like, that's great. Or your boss says, that's great. You think, well, that was just luck. That was, you know, one, one good thing out of a million bad things. And my next one will be bad too. So disqualifying the positive and a little catastrophizing thrown in. So these are thought traps, right? The thing to notice here is just that these are not fair appraisals of reality. And I don't know if ever our thoughts are fair appraisals of reality, but these ones have a decidedly negative bend to them. And thinking this way for sure makes you feel terrible. It's not like maybe I could think this way and feel fine. You won't. These kinds of cognitive distortions contribute to anxiety and stress and upset and misery every time. It never doesn't do that. Oh, how's that for a black or white? Generally, (laughs) generally, Thinking this way is not going to lead to a sunny outcome in your mind. Another unhelpful thing that we do with our thoughts is something psychologists call emotional reasoning. And this is when we filter our thoughts through our own negative feelings about ourselves. So this is like um, saying that I'm a terrible student, even if you are doing well in a few of your classes. Or thinking nobody likes me even though you actually do have friends. Again, this is sort of that mental filter of discounting the positive, of amplifying the negative, and these are cognitive distortions. Whenever the negative is overly amplified, overly highlighted, that tells you that you're not thinking this through with the kind of open mind that would lead you to find solutions and that would lead to like a happier you. So how do we overcome these unhelpful and upsetting patterns. I mean, the first step is really recognizing that they exist and spotting them when we when they come up. Noticing, 
when you are framing thoughts in a negative way and ask yourself, is this one of those cognitive distortions? Because again, these happen to everybody. This is not an isolated event. We're all going to have negative filters on our thoughts from time to time. The, the first step to undoing it is to notice that it's happening. And then we practice framing things in a more helpful way. And this doesn't mean that we ignore our problems or pretend they're not there or just ignore our feelings. It's just about thinking in ways that allow us to approach with a more empowering attitude rather than having our thoughts really contribute to increasing stress and anxiety. Being stressed out does not make us better problem solvers. The, when, when the brain gets stressed, when we get stressed and our brains get stressed, our fight or flight system goes off and that takes all the power from your prefrontal cortex, which is where all your brilliant ideas come from. And it lets the lizard brain run the show. It's like the oldest part of our brain. That's what ends up running the show. So stress does not make us better thinkers and does not make us better problem solvers. So what we really want to do is, look, there's going to be stress in our lives. Not everything is hunky-dory every second. We're going to face challenges. That's part of humanity. We wouldn't want to not. I mean, challenges are how we grow. And we're going to experience a range of emotions from the great to the devastating and everything in between. And our task, if we want to create a greater sense of inner peace, is to really monitor and recognize how we are thinking and recognize where our thought patterns and these kinds of cognitive distortions are creating stress that doesn't need to be there. It's not that life is stress-free. That's, that's not the situation. But we really increase our stress, magnify our stress, by the way we are thinking, particularly when we're applying these, not intentionally, applying these negative mental filters that psychologists call cognitive distortions. So when you notice these patterns come up, and they definitely will because we all experience them, remind yourself, this is an unhelpful filter. This is a cognitive distortion. And there are other ways to look at this issue. What am I not seeing here? How can I broaden the aperture? What would it look like if I tried to apply a positive filter? How can I frame this in a way that gives me a little more agency and a little more peace? So that's what I've got for you this week. I hope it is helpful to know about these cognitive distortions. Oh my gosh, do I ever do this? But I'm getting much better at recognizing it, getting much better at recognizing it and recognizing it sooner rather than later. So I hope that's your experience too. Uh, love to hear about, you know, what has been your experience with cognitive distortions and how do you deal with them? Please drop me a line on Instagram. I'm at, you know, Sandy, or you can email me at innerpeace2go at gmail.com. And if you like this show, please consider leaving a rating or a review and maybe share this episode with a friend who you think might benefit. I'd appreciate that so much. Thank you again for listening. I wish you many, many peaceful and easeful thoughts, and I'll talk to you again next week. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.